What's going on live from Maryland right now, man? I have been enjoying myself out here, having a real good time, and um, we're going to get right to it, some Villanova radio. Uh, the first thing is, let's talk about basketball. I'm strictly on basketball right now because I want to talk about one important factor, which is the guard position. Scar you, so we got to break down. Chris Archidiacono, the first guy we'll talk about. Chris is a beast, man. Chris is a certified beast. As far as a guy that can score when he feel like it, a guy that can, you know, do what he need to do on the basketball floor, he's that guy. He can handle the point guard position, he can handle the shooting guard position, and he's a better shooting than Archie. I mean, he learned. See, it's what I tell you about basketball is evolution. And evolution is clearly a very, very important thing because, listen, Archie was who he was. One of the best basketball IQs, college basketball, basketball has, you know what I mean, that's not uh, um, something that's clearly not really looked into as something that people are taking much credit and value into, and that's what it is. He has he had the IQ. Archie just knew what to do. Forget the shooting, forget stats. He just knew what to do. He knows what to do on the basketball court. And Archie, learning from his brother, you know, things tend to get a little hype. They tend to get better because you learn from your older brother. And you tend to have some things better than your older brother. Like if you look at LaMelo Ball, he's a better shooter than Lonzo. I think he's a better all-around player. It's just that Lonzo came out and he didn't have to deal with his dad as much. You know, LaMelo was in the um, force. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that on the villain. You know, we got some special, special things we're going to talk about. It's two segments. We'll get to high school ball and we'll get to uh, Villanova ball. I mean, we'll get to high school ball. Right now, we're on Villanova ball. But let's look a little bit into what we do with Villanova. I think Villanova, um, where Archie Diakono, he can be a complete, I think he can impact his first year because you put a system and a player's development or a player's uh, performance is totally different. You, you, you put a player in the system, he can be an asset. Every game, impact every game. All he has to do is follow the system. If he's a guy that can shoot and you need a shooter to shoot the ball, you put him in those spots to shoot, he can be a very dangerous player. No question. So when you look at Chris Archidiacono, you're looking at a guy that can shoot the ball. He can drive, he can score, drive to the basket, maybe a mid-range jumper. You know, put him in a system where he can cut to the basket. But more big thing is the three-point shooting. If he can score on parts of the floor from the mid-range, just shooting. If you're just a good shooter, period, you're gonna develop. You're gonna do good at Villanova because they're always gonna need. They're all. You're always gonna have a time to shoot. You're always gonna get get a, a position to shoot. Everybody on their team last year had open, sh- got open shots, uh, got in sequences where they could shoot the ball. So that's what makes Chris Archiacono to me a very good signing because you get a guy that can shoot better than Javon Quinterly. You know, you're talking about a guy who would really, really fit their system, and that would be Archiacono. We look at. Um, the Kalib Daniels thing. Now, he won't be here next year, but Kalib Daniels is better than people think. For one, he's battle-tested, not only battle-tested, he was depended on. He was depended on Tulane. He was depended on and he performed. And when you get a guy like that and you put him where he won't have to do so much. Looking at um, what Kalib Daniels will bring, it all it does is give you, it's really better than getting you a top recruit. Because it's it's showing the urgency to have a guy to come and contribute right away because you're getting a transfer. I mean, when you get a transfer. Coming back 
to Villanova Radio just to let y'all know what's going on. And even more, I just like talking about Villanova basketball because right now it's the time to talk about it. Kendrick Davis, anybody want to know about him? He's a 2018 point guard, three-star, has Villanova in his top eight. We'll get to that. We'll get to a lot of things. Basketball, I got a lot. Of, I got another segment on football coming soon. It's just a lot of good football going on. So I won't have too much going on football just to let y'all know exactly where uh, Villanova is. We're going to talk about the receiver standpoint of Villanova, all right? So right now, let's talk about that. Listen, if you're looking at Villanova, now looking at guys at the receiver position, Brandon Chadbourne, Zach Kirsten, let's first acknowledge guys that have been there, put in the work. They're important to the receivers, the young receivers, the guys who are there, you know, and they're going to teach them experience. Now, talent factor Looking at where Villanova is right now, opposed to where they were a couple years ago, they have some outstanding talent at the receivers. Jaquan Allen can come in right now and start. I, I fully believe it could be him and Hodge. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I fully believe that can happen. They'll be the, the best outside receivers you can have. And then you got guys like Dez Boykin and Joshua McGriggs. McGriggs pulled, he, could pull, he proved, McGriggs proved he can pull the top off of defense. Take the top straight off of defense. I mean, he can really be something dangerous if, uh, you know, if Chris Bolton goes in there, and which I really believe because he's been a quarterback, so he knows. I think this is what makes that so good. You put Pagan at receiver who really, really groomed the tight ends, and you put Bolton at, uh, at the offensive coordinator position who has been a quarterback. That is a match made in heaven. The guys, uh, Pagan really was successful with the tight ends. Oh, they were always productive. Even when Ryan Bell went out, who was more talented, you had guys like Summers, you know, and – um. You know, guys like Summers, you know, and uh, Simon, who both produced two big guys. So now you bring Pagan with the receivers, and you have to be excited for what he could do with these receivers. If he brings the best out of these receivers, which I know he will, it's going to be scary. Changa Hodge season is here. I can't stress it enough. We talking about a guy that has um, experience. You got to talk about Changa Hodge. You have to talk about Changa Hodge. I mean, he can really be a, a, a super weapon if you... And then you come here, we'll talk about... The, just to put Quadra Ismail out there, I told people, it's not happening like that. Quadra Ismail is that guy. He's 6'7". He's going to be an advantage regardless. It's going to be guys in, in the CAA, FCS period that won't be able to... not going to be able to deflect his shot. He's not going to let you... You're going to have to really be super athletic and try to block or get a hand in his face to stop his vision of the field, period. Like when you have a six seven guy, there's not in, in the FCS. There's not many guys that's going to be six 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 seven, even in your way as an offensive lineman. Not to mention a defensive lineman. So what you're looking at is a guy at six 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 seven. He's an advantage. He will be an advantage, and he's mobile. Now you look at the receivers. Look at Changa Hodge. That's going to be great for him because he can see where they're at. He can see them downfield. It's going to be, everybody was talking about this and that with Ishmael. He has to get used to people. And they was talking about in practice he don't look that good. He has to get in there and get, people got to recognize football, man. You got to recognize football. Football has to be played. It has to be teached. It has to be, this is unbelievable. If you think guys mess up when they come to the NFL, what you think they're going to do when they come in to the college situation? Not everybody impacts like everybody. You're going to have to, you know, accept that guys, some guys have to learn. You got some guys that are, they can catch on quicker than others. It's not like that in football. You can't expect even 90% or 80% of the guys to come in right away and impact. Straight impact guys are something you're not looking for 
or not expecting. You're looking for it, no doubt. But you're not expecting it from every recruit you got, especially Quadri, uh, got another guy, whether he's a five-star or whether he's a no-star, whether he's a three-star. You're looking for it, yeah. You will hope that this five-star comes in the impacts, but you know time is the essence. You have to get a guy time to develop. And Ishmael has showed he can win. He's shown that. But you you know he if you watch him play, he's not a finished product. So we're going to get there here. Now, when we talk about Jaquan Island and Changa Hodge, and, and I, I've said Joshua McGree, Des Boykin is a beast. He's going to be a guy that everybody's forgetting. You know how K.J. Hamler did his thing for Penn State? Well, Terrence Boykin is that, the K.J. Hamler of Villanova. He was a star where he was. He was one, he was, when we lost a commitment, he, he, he ended up coming, and that made it better because he was one of the top FCS recruits out there, keeping him home, keeping the PA guy home. Then you got Javon Jones, and I think he was one of the more interesting prospects coming out here because he was a quarterback. He's a quarterback. And he changed. He he could definitely flip over. He, I, I just know there's no doubt in my mind that Javon Jones couldn't have been a running back. He's that type of athlete, and I think it's perfect with his size at six two to be a receiver. Now you see what I said about size with Allen and Hodge and and um, and um, Javon Jones, and then you look and you come to the. This is the receiving part. We'll add the tight ends because Simon and Ty are going to be Simon, uh, Ty Summers and Simon B are going to be two of the most matchup problems. Just because I've seen them, you know, contribute. Pagan's still around, so he can cross, cross, motivate. Just that that presence around Pagan, who, who taught them where they are, and you know the current coach. So now. The size, they're both 6'4", 6'5". The size alone, I'm not saying they're going to be stars, but the size alone makes them, know, I know they're going to be productive by how Villanova used their offense and how they use their tight ends. They use their tight ends. They use their tight ends. So you put Simon B and Ty Summers in there, and those guys will be productive in the offense. They'll have good games. They'll have games where you're like, okay, where are they at? If you have that, because they're not going to be the stars of the game. Ryan Bell was clearly a different type of athlete, different level type of player. But they both are productive, and they're both going to be a problem for defenses because of their size. You get first downs, you get yards, and you get touchdowns. Whether they progress into an all-conference all player, or, or they turn to an NFL prospect remains to be seen. But being, but being productive, excuse me, speaking very fast because I love this Villanova football team, but being productive proves a lot in college football. There's a lot of productive players in college football. Ryan Bell is over that, but he's one of them. And he, he became a star out there in CAA. I mean, you don't even have to be there. You just got to be productive. A lot of productive guys who were drafted. How about that? Now, if we're going to go and we're going to talk about um, why I think each receiver. Changa Hodge has been there. Why I think each receiver is good. Changa Hodge has been there. He's produced every time he gets a chance. It's time to start giving him the ball. Brad Chadbourne and Zach Kirsten to go back to them. They're not as talented as these guys or other guys I named. They don't have the speed. They don't have the athletic ability. But they're smart. And Chad Bourne's definitely going to battle for some time. Kirkson's going to get the ball some because they're, they've been there. But you know, and Villanova knows, who's the athletes? Who are the actual athletes? 
Who are the players? So, now it's all about Ismail feeding them. Because I, I named receivers. You got Kirkston and Chadbourne. I named McGriggs. I named Dez Boykin. I named Jaquan, Jaquan Allen. I named Chenga Hodge. Javon Jones. That's seven receivers. And then you got two tight ends. I think, yes, I do think that. I think this is a productive team enough to where they're at that point where they're good. Now, guys like Jerron Hayek and Raywan Pringle, let's talk about the recruits. If we're going to talk about every, let's talk about everything. The recruits, let's go on that. And um, when you look at the recruits, you're looking at two guys that Pringle gets productive. He could probably be a return specialist. And be a very effective. I mean, Pringle, if you're looking at McGriggs, you're looking at um, Jared McClinton, or you're looking at Tars Phillips, that's how you're looking at with Pringle. I mean, he's, he's tall and explosive. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's one of those guys that you could put right in there that could be explosive at the receiver. And I think looking at a young quarterback, and I think one thing that Ferranti analyzed during this time was we need weapons. Because at one, when Zach, listen, when Zach B was hurt, it still wasn't enough. When he was healthy, it still wasn't enough weapons. Whether McClinton or Phillips was on their field, it wasn't enough weapons. They weren't using Hodge. Okay, Chadbourne and Kirkson were not going to be that type of guy. They really have it loaded now. You look at uh, Allen and Hodge, and you look at Javon Jones, and you look, I mean, just them three alone are going to be productive players. No doubt Jaquan Allen, I feel like, can be immediate impact and could be a 1,000-yard receiver his first year if given the opportunity. Des Boykin can be a thousand yard receiver. I mean, you got got Josh McGriggs, and on a team that we usually just have Josh McGriggs and Changa Hodge, and then you know Chadbourne and Kirkston. That that's really what the receiving core was really looking like, something like that, like that type of quality. Now you bring in Jaquan Allen, you bring in Des Boykin, and you bring in Javon Jones, and now you have something. Now you have something. And you have guys that are all going to be able to spread the ball around. They're going to be able to get breaks. They're going to be able to, you know, they're going to use them in so many different ways. Um, Jaron Hayek is going to be a special player. Just when he gets his time, he's an athlete. He's a track star. Um, they got speed. And plus, you know, Jaron Hayek was also a, a standout DB in high school, man. I mean, you have to really look at these guys. One thing Villanova always has is, is athletes. Let's forget about, you know what I mean, what they do. Let's talk about the athletes. Let's talk about what they do as athletes. And what they do is recruit great athletes. And that means you can switch it to one position and switch it to the other position. So what you're looking at big time is you're looking at a team that's going to have guys like Elijah Trent. I keep on stressing this. Elijah Trent. Let, let's go to a couple of guys. Elijah Trent, uh, Quashen Townsell, um, Owen Tom, Owen, o, Owen, um, listen, let's start first. Um, Elijah Trent was a standout at Thomas S. Wooten, at Thomas Wooten High School. He was a standout receiver, and I was looking to see him do it, but they wanted him at defensive back, and I was always like, man, maybe they'll put him back. It's a reason they did that. He's 6'3". And the man had an immediate impact at that defensive back position. Looking at 
just how good um when you're looking at certain recruits. Owen Thomas, a linebacker. And he was a good linebacker in high school, no doubt. A standout linebacker. But he was a – I thought he was going to come in at tight end. I was like, wow. I mean, he was real good at tight end. I liked him better at tight end. But he's still going to contribute and be a good factor at the linebacker position. Quanshaw Townsend was a big-time running back coming out of high school. Quanshaw Townsend was a big-time running back. Now he plays linebacker. His speed will – I just know that Villanova knows what they're doing when they switch players. It's, you do not need to question Villanova, man. Um, Ricky Ortega has put Villanova in the top seven. Of course, I mean, uh, Ortega's a top top talent, the top target. I mean, he was the first offer, you know, and, and if they get him, and, and Villanova's been looking at guys like Schofield, you know, Colin Schofield, you know, um, Connor Katz, looking at guys like that. And they haven't offered them yet. They haven't really offered a quarterback on that. They got Ricky. They want Ricky Ortega. But it's the reason why they're looking at guys because, you know, they're not like uh, DeMond Johnson, another guy they was looking at. Um, I mean, he's a big-time guy, Desmond Johnson. So, um, excuse me, Desmond Johnson. So, um, those are guys they're looking at. But they didn't get nobody, no offers. Why? Because they want Ortega. Villanova wants Ricky Ortega. They want him bad. That is their guy. That is their guy. They they know so they can make him and, and Villanova's offense, if you look at guys like um that have been quarterbacks in Villanova's offense, they even got drafted. Ortega has the ability to get drafted with Nova because he's exciting. And he he's the most I've seen. There's a lot of underrated quarterbacks that are out there, but he's gotta be one of the most because he's really looked on like I had put one post on, uh, and shout out to Ortega's uh, squad, man. Out to his fans. Yo, stand up for Ortega. One girl went hard. Chopped it down on you. And this other guy, he's an Arkansas fan. What do you know about Villanova? You know nothing. Why would you come up and talk about Villanova? You, you know, If anybody knows, I also do Arkansas recruiting. So some fans are just coming up. Probably because they want to hear about Arkansas. Unbelievable. Everybody got, but, you know, fans are, it's a lot of ignorant fans. But one thing is, Ortega's been a primetime performer. He is obviously, and we know it, obviously not seeing Ortega play. This kid is for real, man. He is the real deal. And to get him in a Villanova uniform, to get him in a Villanova uniform would be super. Would be super. A Villanova uniform? This guy, I really like this guy. There's a lot of guys, some guys, you know, uh, they got away, you know. Alex Cherry last year to me, I was like, oh, get this big receiver, this dude big. Oh, man, didn't get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's always a couple of guys who I'm like, yo, we could have got this kid. We didn't come. You know, I mean, it, it happens. But... This is another one, and I really think it's good that they're in the top seven. Ortega is, is from Pennsylvania, so he he's home. That's always a good factor. He might want to. He's looking at all these schools, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's throwing the everything to him. He's a two star quarterback. It should be a three star, no doubt. He should get them three. I feel like he has four star potential. I, I mean, his senior year, if he do this again, y'all, he's a four star to me. Every time Ortega shows up to play, he's a prime time. And you can't downgrade the little quarterbacks no more. 
And when Villanova gets him, I think he, he's a guy that could be an NFL talent. Ishmael's another one only for the simple fact his size. And if he develops in a great form at his size at 6'7", that's why I say that. I mean, I know Tyree Jackson didn't get, didn't get drafted out of Buffalo. But Ishmael's another guy. But, he, but not my fault, my fault. I got Tyree Jackson did. He's on the NFL team. All right? He was looked at. He was highly looked at because of his size and his arm. Ishmael 6'7 will get I don't care what nobody's saying right now When his career is done at Villanova Just because of him being 6'7 He will get looked at All he has to do is be productive he, If he's super productive with Villanova It's going to be teams trying to put him in the fourth round He's 6'7 Ask Quadri and ask Rocket right now How hard they will get to him If he's 6'7 and he's productive All he has to do is be productive Just be productive Seriously, if he wins a, a championship, oh my gosh. It's all added. If he's an all-conference player, oh my gosh. If he's throwing 3,000 yards with 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, oh my gosh, they are coming. And if he if he has a high completion percentage, he is coming. I mean, they are coming for you. Why Carson Wentz got looked at North Dakota? Why did he? Because he was 6'6". Six, six. Not because he was moving, because I don't care what he did in the senior bowl. His size, if he was 6'4". They'd have been like, oh, he's a fourth-round choice. At 6'6", six, six, and you can move like that, and not only that, North Dakota State was winning. Let's just see what happens. Quadra Ismail will get looked at by Villanova scouts, and this will cast off, especially in the time that sports is so big and popular. This will, you know, I mean, it's more popular than it was. So if you're something, you're going to be real than more. So what I'm trying to say is that because of the Carson Wentz stuff, a lot of people like Dallas Goder and other other people and, and you know, FCS, they have people looking at them. If you're 6'7", one guy was drafted the year before. Guess what? The other guy, it ain't going to exempt Ishmael. And he has football ties. They're going to look all over Quadir. Quadir is going to, he's going to get, he's going to put Villanova in another, uh, mark my words, they're going to be more pro scouts looking after Ishmael comes out. And Villanova. And Villanova's going to start winning. They have the team. All right. Now, um, coming back to um, with Villanova, I just think they're a real good team. And I really – I think this year, if you look at what they could do, they could win 10 games. I say nine games right now. I mean, the same, with, with, you know, another team in Penn State. You know, I'll talk about them later. I have Penn State Radio coming, but we'll get on that. Now, let's talk about basketball. Um What's up, y'all? I told y'all after that 2019 recruiting, which is obviously a fact, though. I'm pretty sure every Villanova fan knew that, that it's going down after the season. It's recruiting time. It's recruiting time. And Caleb Daniels already, that's taking a spot already. I mean, why why we don't get none of these recruits? I hear this a lot in my emails, in my inbox. All these top recruits, we could have got this guy. Listen. I know 2020 class is good, but if you can get a guy that's battle-tested and already producing, you don't have to teach him nothing. You don't even have to expect nothing. You expect more, though, because because he's done it. So you you have the ability. To, it's like Cremo. Everybody's like, oh, what about Cremo? Well, Cremo, Cremo it's, it's a couple of things that we got to go off on that. Cremo could have been impactful, no doubt. He was Al- Albany. He averaged almost 20 points a game, but he's with Albany. Tulane and Albany play two different type of schedules. I mean, it's just... A little bit more tougher. Tulane plays tougher people, no matter how good they are. They're playing tougher competition than Albany. Right, Albany's good, but Cremo's good, but he doesn't aggressive like Daniels. We don't have to worry about one thing about Cremo. He got near Big East, and he was scared to take it to the hole. 
obviously where Albany plays, it just tells you the competition because he was scared to take it in there. Daniels, is, his whole game is being like that. Like, Cremo got to shoot that rock. That's his big thing. If he's not shooting that rock and he was, like, not even taking those shots, he wasn't taking them like he was with Albany. Daniels is a – he's more aggressive. It can knock everything out in the bud. Daniels is more aggressive. That's just his game. That's not Cremo's game. Cremo's game is where he's comfortable. You could tell him even with Albany. You just thought he would get comfortable with Villanova. Daniels is going to make you know who he is on the floor. That's just what it is. He's a field booth clone. He's a field booth clone, man. I, that's just it. He's a field booth clone. And um, you get a guy like that who can do what he does. And he's, he has underrated vision. Underrated vision. Real super underrated vision. So with his underrated vision, th- that's something that's different from Booth. Booth is a whole nother guy. Booth, he can pass, but he's in a, he can't pass. Like Daniels can really pass better than Booth. And and I think that's the thing that stood out the most. His being aggressive, but him, the way he passes, how he'll get people involved is going to be good because it'll allow Gillespie to play the two guard or, or just play the point guard when he wants to. Like both those guys are around the same size, so they both can feed off each other. They're the same size. They're the same type of players, really. Except Daniels is just more aggressive. That's the difference between him and Gillespie's a better shooter. Daniels is more aggressive. That's just what it is. Him and Gillespie are just about the same. Look at him. Now, Kendrick Davis. Let's talk about this. You got SMU, USC involved. I really don't see Texas uh, is involved. Um, a couple of... Um, I just feel like that Villanova is a clear cut. Well, if they're the favorite, I don't know. That depends on how much Villanova really wants them. But if you look at it, it's a top eight. If Villanova... All right, we're not talking about Texas, all right? Let's get real about that now. Talk about uh, Texas A&M, my fault. Um, LSU's involved, T- Tennessee's involved, Arizona State's involved. I just feel like if you're looking at all these teams, man, I just don't see nobody over Villanova. Now, the thing is this. This is where it gets fun in this talk. I mean, I love recruiting talk. I'm, I'm, I'm your guy for recruiting. I go in hard. The thing is, I release things that people don't want to release. Because they want to focus on the main subject. I find out things under, you know what I mean, under the table. And I haven't been told not to release things. And then some people just don't tell you not to release them. You know what I mean? So, that's when I release things. I don't get told don't release it and I release it. You tell me something, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to rock with it. You know what I mean? And you, not only are you a source, you're a very reliable. You are the reliable source. It's a lot of faces that are reliable sources, but, you know, they are the reliable source. These guys are not going to tell you nothing because they're messing with the whole program, you know, the whole camp. So, let's get with this. Kendrick Davis. Now, what is he? He's a 5'11 guy. People say, is he a, a combo guard? No, he's not a combo guard. He's a straight-up point guard. He's what you call your point guard point guard. You want to think of him? Think of Dylan Ennis. 
somebody that played Dylan in his, his, his type of uh, flow, uh, the way he plays, he's electric, he's explosive, he can shoot the rock. He's good. He's a, he was a 2018 three-star point guard, one of the top 25 point guards in the nation. He's not no joke. Now, the thing is, people say, well, does that mean Jabri Abdurrahim? People don't understand, man. I don't understand how you not understand it. Jabri Abdurrahim, Villanova has five 2021 scholarships. They can definitely use that if they're going to redshirt somebody or they think somebody's going to leave. So what does this tell you Villanova's going after somebody, after recruiting somebody? You got Kendrick Davis. You got Jabri Abdurrahim. You got Jaden Springer. I think those those are three. If I look at anybody who are, who are important right now, who we talking about automatically important, and since I've been talking to you know sources with um, Villanova, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, that's the three right there. I mean, we, we're not talking about Jalen Green. No, we're not talking about Brandon Boston. We're not talking about Shea Evans. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about uh, Brandon Boston. We're not talking about nobody. We are talking about Kendrick Davis. Jaden Springer and Jabri Abdurrahim, these are the three guys that they're after. And right now, what I heard, like everybody's a priority, everybody's basically a priority. When that's said, that means it's first come, first serve. Philanova is too deep to worry about a priority. They're not, what y'all don't understand, these are not need, now that they have such a deep class, the last couple of classes have been uh, nice and, you know, makes the team full. And talented, they're not going out like, oh, we need this guy. We need no, they don't need none of these guys. Why they get Caleb Daniels? Because they know they have somebody that's gonna step in that has been in there before they started, that's gonna be a definite major piece. I mean, Joe, Joe Cremo is not Daniels, they're two different type of athletes, two different type of players. Cremo is passive, he was passive with Albany, but with the Villanova system, you think that's gonna work and he's gonna turn to a, a beast. I thought so, I was wrong, but Daniels is definitely gonna impact over Cremo. If he does it, that's going to have to be that's going to be shown to me. If he would have told me some things about Cremo playing with Albany, I'd be so okay. But uh, Villanova's Villanova; they develop players. Cremo couldn't catch on. Daniels is different, man. Different type of athlete. Different type of competition. That right there X out all your doubts. You got to wait. <laughs> you have to wait. Different type of athlete. Different type of competition. You got to wait to see if you think he's not going to be good because right now history points to he's going to definitely come in and contribute. Now, when you talk about uh, Kendrick Davis as a point guard, and you ask you ask yourself, what does he give? It's really, um, you look at Jabri Abdurrahim, and you look at all these guys that make, make moves, and all these guys that... Okay, Kendrick Davis is a three-star point guard, and I keep telling people in Villanova, it could happen. You got Jabri Abdurrahim. You have Caleb Daniels there. Now. I mean, you got Jaden Springer. You got Caleb Daniels. What you have to understand is that they could actually lock up one of their scholarships. They could actually do that. They could actually sign Kendrick Davis, have him as a point guard, and you say, where will he fit? Well, guys like Caleb Daniels already can't be eligible until next year. So that's the guy that's not going to be using this deep, deep team. I think Kendrick Davis is the same thing. Everybody's expecting Brian Antoine, even though he had a soldier injury, he's out four to six months. He'll be back. He'll be playing. Everybody don't worry about that. He will be good. They're expecting Antoine to go. His stock is the 2020 draft. I don't know where they're getting all this mess from by Antoine, you know what I mean, all that. Not going. He's going to leave. Don't y'all see with him getting Caleb Daniels? It says something. You think if he expected, you can't have five guards 
on there, if you know one starter's coming back and you get a grad transfer with Justin Moore there, with Christy Archidiacono, and y'all know what he's what people are already thinking. They know stuff you don't know. And like I told y'all before, Kendrick Davis is a three-star point guard. He's a three-star point guard. And what he will do is add what guard you adds. Villanova's guard you. I mean, you got Archie Diacono coming out. Jalen Brunson came out. These guys are contributing for teams. This is no joke, Josh Hart. These guys are the real deal. So, Kendrick Davis is an absolute stud at the point guard position. He won't be no first-round draft pick, but he will be a productive college player, explosive with Villanova. He could be drafted. You just don't know. He could be drafted, but I'm putting you as a realistic assumption of what his productivity will be in college basketball. And I'm saying the guy's going to be a good player and can win you a championship. And why not have a guy that's experienced already? You have a 6.3 points. People talk about he struggled. Of course you're going to struggle when you get 17 minutes and you don't get as much touches and you're not a focal point. But if you get 6.3 points, you're productive. And he can shoot from long range. And he played for TCU, which is competition. When you play for competition, you come where people play competition. That is a major, major factor. Now, we're talking about um, the wing position. I'm going to get to that position, but I'm going to tell you all about the um, recruiting. That's it. Villanova could actually get Kendrick Davis and pull. They have five scholarships in 2021. They can pull one and still get, I know, even though I think it'll be one other guy. It's only, I'll tell y'all, out of all the guys that get scholarships who look at, now if you're looking at Kendrick Davis, if Kendrick Davis commits, we're looking at Jabri Abdurrahim, and we're looking at Jaden Springer. That's all we're looking at. That's it. That is it. Look at those two guys with scholarships. Don't look at nobody else. Look at no one, nobody else. Don't look at nobody else. Not Shea Evans giving them an offer. Lingrid III, yeah, they're recruiting them. Not haven't given him an offer. Terrence Williams, they love him. Haven't gave him an offer. I look at Georgetown right now for him. But if Terrence Williams gets an offer for Villanova, he's Villanova. All right, they're looking at Jabri Abdurrahim, and they're looking at um, Jaden Springer. Two five-star shooting guards. Jabri Abdurrahim is the son of former NBA player Sharif Abdurrahim. Jaden Springer was with IMG Academy High School, Lethal High School, okay? His boy, Jeremiah Robson Earl, plays for Villanova. Y'all remember that. So that it's the reason why things happen. Y'all got to start looking at things. And um, now, I'm just going to tell y'all, that's just the outcome of recruiting in 2020. They are looking at 2021. I've been told that by a reliable source, no doubt about it, or I say the reliable source. I can't say a reliable, the reliable source. Okay, so that's pinpoint. Talk to my mans every other day. He was in San Diego. I'll let you, you know, doing your thing. Shout out to Villanova staff. All right, now, 2021 class is it. A.J. Griffin and Trey Patterson, and don't forget Terrence Clark is all on their radar. Number one guy in 2021. Now, let's talk about it's easy to talk about the the wing position. You got um, Brandon Slater. You got Jermaine Samuels. Jermaine Samuels will be a beast this year. He's going to be an ultimate beast. He's going to be one of them type of guys that's going to be a leader. He can definitely average 16, 17 points a game this year. Look at Brandon Slater. I can see him averaging about eight points a game off. They're going to need him to give Slater some type of rest. I mean, Samuels some type of rest. And plus his energy, don't think right ain't see that. You look at the power forwards. Yes, Cole Swider. You see how many touches he got. He's going to be a backup to whoever plays power forward. All right? And I see Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey proved it. He's not going anywhere. Cole Swider, Sadiq Bey. At the five position, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is the center. Eric Dixon. Eric Dixon. You forget about Mr. Basketball in Pennsylvania. Just had an interview with him on Philly Sports Network. Go check that out. Five, and look, he should have been a five-star. Period. 
And Dame Cosby Roundtree. Now they have big men and they have inside men. This is great. This is big right here. What you do here is that's how you build a championship. They got deep in the front court. All right? You won't see Khalil Daniels this year, but I see Chris Archiecano getting some time. Learning, but not getting as much time as Colin Gillespie and Brian Antoine. Brian Antoine to be out. Who would start for him? Justin Moore. I'm not even worried. That's how good Justin Moore is. He played for Team USA. Nike Hoop Summit. He was Merlin's best player. He was Merlin's Mr. Basketball. Best player in Merlin. So it's going to be a, it's gonna be something big this year. Look, I'm about to be out, y'all. I'm about to be out. And this is Villanova Radio on Follow the Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at RiderLeader247. Follow me on Instagram, RiderLeaderJohnson. And definitely like my Facebook page, y'all, Leader Johnson. Uh, I got Jamari Harvey coming, a Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac uh, recruiting target. If anybody knows what Quinnipiac is, it's a college where Baker Dunleavy coaches, former Villanova assistant. I do their recruiting now, so that's what it is. I'm going to do a lot of that. And um, shout out to everybody, man, um, showing me love. And Villanova, we up, man.